Pat told me that uh, if he if I were uh, thinking he wasn't having any technical issues tonight, he actually was. So, Pat, your streak uh, remains intact. This intro is shorter than I thought it was. I'm also <laughs> trying to eat a salad. I thought, I thought I had more time. I thought I had another bite than I did. <laughs> uh, you're... That's the move. That's when I really know I'm busy when I bring my salad to the swole cast on Wednesdays uh, or occasionally on splash play. And then it's like, all right, you get, get your shit together. I can't be eating on stream, but we'll allow it tonight, Pat. I appreciate that. Uh, Gretch, how are you doing? Good, man. Good. Uh, nothing new to report, really. Nothing new. All hanging right. We out, got hanging out with the kids, going for walks with the wife. We did like three and a half miles yesterday. Another like three today. Been, it's been a nice couple uh, couple of weeks of the off season, you know. I know it has uh, it has felt nice too. I'm actually getting a few things done. Where I was going through doing some uh, accounting, some settling uh, on stuff. Just you know, all the things that we put off in the middle of the season because we're we're so busy. And now uh, I can be an adult for a little bit. Well, you want to talk about something I was putting off until the end of the season? Murphy is getting neutered tomorrow. Whoa, big yeah. news. Big wow. news. Snip chasing. <laughs> How did you do that so quick? No. That's pretty good. Your mind just yeah, so works in puns, dude. <laughs> it's not a good thing. Oh, uh, so what's what's his big day? You said tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. Gotta withhold mm. food. Uh give him some kind of medicine tonight, and then again in the morning. So the it's an 8:30 appointment I have. They want me to give him some kind of medicine at 5.30 in the morning. I'm like, uh, what do you really want me to do? Because <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we, it takes three hours to kick in, so you really should give it to him 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> I was like, okay, but <laughs> again, what's the second option here? So, I don't know. I'm not waking up 5.30. I'm, I think I'm just going to have to give it to him as close as maybe I'll Maybe I'll just be late to the appointment. Maybe that's the solution here. I I think you should come up like Jerry rigs some Rube Goldberg machine. We're at five thirty, like a little thing comes down, uh, and Murphy can take it himself. He probably would enjoy that and eat the medicine from it. So that's actually a pretty great idea. Um, well, you're gonna have to keep us uh, posted on uh, Murphy. He is the uh, the unofficial uh, mascot of uh, ship chasing. We wish him the best as he goes under the knife and uh, hopefully mellows out after this whole uh, ordeal. Yeah, he's gotten a little bit, uh, his sniffing is a little aggressive these days. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's not ideal. It's because he's all horned up. You got to take away. <laughs> he's a little horned up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right, so tonight uh, on the show, uh, two exciting things. Uh, Gretch has been in the Omni Fantasy Lab. We're going to be starting up uh, some of those leagues. We're going to talk about that tonight. And uh, on top of it, our friends over at Underdog Fantasy launched uh, a very zero RB friendly tournament. Uh, finally, the semantics can be removed. Is it zero RB friendly? There are it's, literally zero RBs, Pat. That's as friendly as it yeah, can get. But the whole point is that we're fading <laughs> the running backs. So they took away the thing we're fading. Okay, Therefore, but when the competition with, is also fading them. When we draft with the ship chasers, no one takes running backs anyway. It's That's not true. like we get any advantage out of there not being running backs <laughs> or there being running backs in the pool. So we might as well just remove all pretenses and take the advantage. That's true, but I, I think I'm better against non-ship chasers than ship chasers. But what happened to the, like, what, what do the tight ends do? Why can't they be involved? <laughs> I just, yeah, what, yeah. yeah. 
the tight end should point. be involved. Um, How is it zero RB? Like tight ends are an important part of this. I think you guys are the wide receivers. You guys are thinking about this the wrong way. To me, this is a moral victory because the point is there would never be a running backs only tournament uh, because that would just be absolutely. Well, maybe that's what they're setting up here. (laughs) Maybe they're setting up running backs and tight ends. Don't (laughs) do not clip this someday when I am wrong and uh, they release a running backs. Maybe they're they're setting up grown ass men. The tournament of just running backs and tight ends. Okay. So we're just like the backyard uh, little boys yeah. prancing around, and then the real gridiron starts. <laughs> the, the real gridiron, grown ass man tournament. And I would draft I mean, in that I tournament. I will start tight like end times tournament. five in that league. I, I don't yeah. even care. <laughs> um, so we w- we'll hop in one or two of those later, and we will see just uh, how absurd it is. I know a bunch of guys in the Discord and in the uh, the Best Ball channel uh, have already been hopping in those. So we'll get to, as we always do, learn on our feet. Uh, what's going on in there. But uh, before we get to that, Gretch, tell us what's good with uh, Omni Fantasy. We've been paying out some of the winners from last year. Kind of any final takeaways from this past season before we launch 2022? No big takeaways. I mean, the Super Bowl was great. We talked two weeks ago about last year's ship chasing tournament. We had three 12-team drafts. They were all the exact same settings. And the way the scoring works, there was no significant advantage so we had one overall winner uh who was that was it was it paul yeah paul took it down um and then uh my that was from your league and he had already kind of run away with it but mine and pats were both still in question and the 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 teams in second place in both instances had the rams so went down to the final event and the teams that were in second came from behind and won in the final event. So congrats to those guys. I know for mine, it was Spence and I don't know who won Pats. I haven't actually like dug into this a lot, but the main thing for uh, tonight is that we need to start drafting again for next year. For those of you guys that want to do it again, I set up a little, you know, Google form just so I can have it all in one place where you just put your name and your Twitter handle and your email. Uh, right now we have, it looks like about nine people signed up. You can get that in the, uh what the deposit kingdom yeah i just posted it in the chat here too okay so it's in the chat here as well you can jump in there sign up if you want to play no like huge obligation either if you change your mind but we are going to fire these up i think this week i mean we got to get going we're already starting to see events uh we're kind of actually behind because the nfl had an extra week and so last year used to be a full week after the NFL season ended and then the following Tuesday that the round of 16 for the champions league would start. We used it. We did the champions league last year. You got, that's the international or it's the, yes, yeah, the international club level soccer tournament in Europe. So you have like man city in it, but also like Bayern Munich and, you know, Real Madrid and Paris St. Germain and all these uh, soccer teams They they play two leg matches in their round of 16 the first leg started this week. So we had a couple games today, a couple games yesterday. I didn't see the results today. Yesterday, PSG beat Real Madrid 1-0 and Man City beat, you know, some all, kind of also ran that's in the tournament this year, 5-0. But anyway, we're starting to get some results there. Those won't be finalized until March when they play the second leg of the round of 16. So it's just sort of like more information that we'll have as we draft. But we'll be drafting for the Champions League but before too much more happens, especially before you know the second legs start happening and all that other stuff, we want to get these drafts started. So now's the time to draft throughout throughout February. Definitely by mid March is really when you want to get these drafts in. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, I think we're ready to fire it up. That's, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Uh, if you want to know how excited people are, Davis uh, in one of our group chats just wrote, I would rather die than not run this back in a World Cup year. So uh, World Cup, yeah. I think, <laughs> can be a big draw. For That'll people. be a fun one, yeah. World Cup year is always a fun one for Omni. It's a, it's a blast to draft World Cup teams. It's really interesting this year because it's in Qatar or, or Qatar. How do you, I always say that wrong. But it's in uh, November and December. So usually every we've done this long enough now. This is the third World Cup year we've done it. The first year I ever did this was 2014. Um, prior, you knew the field. But this year, because qualification was pushed back by COVID and the tournament isn't until November in the summer, or I guess it's in the winter over there because they want it to not be summer because it's too hot. I don't, I, I'm not exactly sure why they're playing in November or December, but it's in November, December. Uh, I know in past years, the World Cup's often been in like June. Um, because of that, we don't actually even know the field yet. Like the U, like I, we did my first Omni draft, the one that I've done for all these years. We just finished it up. Um, and, uh, U.S. And, and some of those countries are getting taken. U.S. is not necessarily qualified yet. They blew it last year in a very similar spot before their final qualifying matchups. There's a lot of other teams that are like on the fence. There's some good South American countries like Uruguay. And uh, I think I ended up taking Uruguay that are like on the fence to qualify, but uh, they're kind of sweet. So anyway, World Cup is fun. It's fun to get a, a team in there and uh, our country in there for when that rolls around. The whole idea for this, some people are saying they, they don't know what they just signed up for. You draft teams instead of players. You get points when they win championships. It's a whole bunch of different leagues. It's the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball. It's you know college sports, college basketball. If your team wins the Final Four, you know, the March Madness and wins the entire college basketball tournament, you win points. If your team wins the Champions League, you win points. If your team wins the World Cup or the Super Bowl or the college football championship, uh, or the Stanley Cup Finals, or whatever. So that's what you're drafting. You're drafting a whole bunch of different teams, and uh, you know you're basically just like playing futures odds in fantasy draft format. It's pretty fun. And I should and also mention. Win... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to mention you're trying to win first and second places, right? Really, what's going to drive the winners? So you want to factor in how top heavy the different leagues are. That's a big part of the strategy. Yeah. Uh, some leagues are a lot more chaotic. Some leagues are much more predictable. So that's that's a big part of what makes it fun. Yeah. And the other thing too, uh, if it sounds uh, intimidating and like, Oh my God, I have to become a thought leader on every single sport. You really don't. Um, and the way that Ben uh, and Kevin have the site set up, uh, is it Kevin's model that does kind of the expected points yeah. next to the picks? He runs yeah. Sims uh, based on the futures odds. So yeah. Yeah. So basically all the legwork, like I started doing like my own spreadsheet and pulling in uh futures odds. And then I realized uh, Kevin had already done all of uh, the legwork for this. And so, yeah, there's still a lot of kind of game theory and strategy based on which leagues and which teams you want to prioritize. But a lot of the expected points are going to be right there uh, for you. So you can dive in without a ton of research and then have yep. a really fun sweat. The big, the big thing I would say for anyone drafting with the expected points is we manually redo that and run the sims and so i give him new odds like usually once a week during like drafting season i haven't done it for a couple of weeks now uh because we haven't really started we don't have a lot of drafts going on yet but um sometimes the odds are a little bit behind especially in sports like college basketball they're playing right now like if there's a big upset so like right before your pick don't go directly off our site which won't be live i would say go to you know DraftKings sportsbook go to the go to some site that has good futures odds 
and just double check that the odds haven't shifted for some reason. Because uh, yeah, sometimes with the sports that are that are actively running and odds can shift a lot, like college basketball, where a team can have a, a big upset that makes them look a lot more likely to make the tournament, or a, you know, a, a top team can have a big loss that suddenly makes them not look likely to be on the one seed anymore, or whatever. Their odds can shift quite a bit week to week uh, in in college basketball. I would say that the NBA and the NHL are the other ones that are running right now. Not huge shifts especially the NBA doesn't have huge, huge shifts like week to week NHL, maybe some based on like who's looking likely to be in the playoffs, but their, their playoff structure to pass point, notoriously sort of unpredictable. You can have NHL teams that um, last year they did the four divisions independently because of COVID. And so they had the one through four seed in each division in their like mini brackets. And then the winners went to the semis. And I believe the one seed in none of them made it out of the, out of those regions because I mean, wow. it's just the way the NHL is like the top seed in each division didn't win. So um, yeah. Anyway, a lot of different, a lot of different sports and, and considerations like that to factor in. You don't have to know every sport. Like Pete said, you don't have to score in every sport. The way the scoring system is, if you get uh, points in like half the sports, you're doing really well. You're going to be in a good spot. Um, usually like the overall winner, there's 18 picks is going to get like 10 of their picks are going to, are going to score. Sometimes you can get there with nine. If you get to like 11 or 12 picks scoring points, then you've done really, really well. But you can punt sports too if you don't care about them. So, uh, yeah, it's fun. So well, we should – oh, go ahead, Pat. Well, I was just going to point out, I, I mean, I've never played this before last year, and I won our Road of His League with – by picking the Chicago Sky, which I researched as the draft was going on, MLS, New York City FC, which I know nothing about, and I'm pretty sure I picked because it's New York. Uh, Daniil Medvedev, <laughs> who I got super psyched watching his highlights because he's like super fun to watch. So that was did that we was, watch him we on did. ship chasing? We, yeah. we watched him on ship chasing. I'm, I'm a big Medvedev fan now. That's actually part of the fun of this is that like not in every case, but in some cases it'll kind of make you fancy stuff. Uh, and then Euro England, uh, I got points for, and I got like some points for the Bills, some points for the Brooklyn Nets, which again. I kind of pick because I live in Brooklyn, <laughs> but they were also like I had the really high expected points total as well. Um, but I don't know. Homework. You can have fun with it. You can you can do a little homework, learn a little bit more, and you can still have a good result. Uh, you don't have to go like hardcore into each every and every league because it's expect, definitely because I, I think the expected points are really good on here. That, that, that's a great great point to drive home. It's definitely a thing where like I've done it for like eight nine years. I have some little strategies that I like and. It, I created an OmniFancy Substack that's free for anyone who wants to get into strategy stuff. There's a, there's stuff there, OmniFancy.substack.com, if you want to go read about like some strategy stuff. Um, but, and I'm sharing everything that I think make makes sense or works. But at the same time, to Pat's point, like you don't actually, like you can't actually be like good at this. It's picking futures odds. And everyone's pretty much going to pick based on the odds. Like it is a draft. So you're not going to randomly in the sixth round get a team that's five to one favorites to win their league. They're going in the first round. You know, the, the best NBA teams and the best baseball teams are going to be gone. Really all you control is like what sports you hit at what points in the draft. So you right. can kind of structure you know, get the structure that you want. Yeah. And we all talk yeah. about structure so much. I think people here understand that, but um, I think you can, I think you can be good at it. I, I, I think, but it comes down to structure. It's not yeah. really going to be about And then there's luck even if you're good at it. everybody. Yeah, of course, yeah. of course. Um, so I know, Gretch, you're 
you're circulating the form just to get general interest. I would also like to kind of do similar to what we did last year, maybe for the ship chasing VIP discord members where I'll put up uh, a prize for anyone who wins across our three leagues. Is there what, what's going to be the best way to kind of create these? Should I get together a, another form for in the, in the discord? For what are you talking about for the prizes? For uh, if we're going to do a ship chasing uh, VIP uh, prize for the overall winner, like we did for Paul last year. Like, are we going to do individual leagues like we did for the with the three of us? Yeah. I, well, so my thought was the same thing. It's kind of like one big competition. We'll randomize the leagues. That's what we did last year. But we had a Pat league, a, a Pete league, and a Ben league. And then we randomized everyone else into those leagues. We set the settings the same. And then we did like a $20 buy-in. We did half to the Chris Wesseling's fund. The other half went to the individual league winners, but then we had an overall winner as well that got the prize. And so, so I was thinking sort of the same structure. Yeah, perfect. Well, we'll, uh, yeah, we'll huddle um, this week too. And with the names you get, and I might end up uh, doing another form uh, in the Discord and we can kind of figure figure out uh, based sure. on interest how many how many leagues uh, to do. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And what did you say is the, you said we're behind. So getting these drafts started as soon as possible makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to do it by the end of this week, by like Friday or something, get, get drafting this weekend. But I mean, I also don't want to, you know, have anyone miss out that wants to join or whatever um, that maybe just is just missing one ship chasing show this week or whatever. So uh we'll see i mean we're at 21 people in right now so and, and yeah i mean to your point we might end up with more than three leagues this year and might need a, a way to expand so we'll we'll talk about sort of based on interest and everything what we're gonna do because i just set, i just set this form up like a couple hours ago and we're at 21 already last year we had three 12 team leagues with the three of us so we had 33 additional people we're at 22 now someone else just joined so okay probably going to go past that we might have a fourth league or a fifth league this year we'll see what happens sweet yeah we will uh we'll be figuring that out and we will uh keep you guys posted but yeah we'll try to get these kicked into gear uh within the next day or so um and then as far as uh for people who haven't done it we normally get uh twitter groups right is kind of the best way to kind of form people since that's what it's connected to yeah that's a big thing is uh the only login we have for the site right now is uh, a Twitter account. You just like link to your Twitter account. I know a lot of people that aren't on Twitter are like, well, then I can't play. Uh, I mean, man, it is crazy easy to just create a burner Twitter account. <laughs> like I had to convince some of my old, my buddies who, when we put it on the site to do that, uh, and a couple were somewhat skeptical and they were like, yeah, that was really easy. Not a big deal at all. So they just have a Twitter account for Omni Fantasy. If you really hate that, I'm sorry. We just don't have other uh like it's it's a pretty pretty simple site that we built so that we could do this <laughs> well what i'll do for the vip ones is i can create uh individual threads uh within the discord channel so we could have i could set those up if people prefer to talk about the leagues and ping oh, yeah. each other uh within that's discord. a good idea too yeah so uh yeah we'll uh we'll be in touch uh with that uh gretch has your emails and i'll, I'll circle back with the vips in the discord we'll get that underway here in the next uh, day or two. Definitely looking forward to that. Are there any other high level places where you think people can do research or is it really kind of just getting super familiar with the futures odds on stuff? Um, 
okay, so first thing, like it, it like you just said high level, so this is gonna be hilarious, but the, yeah. the literally the best place to do research is Wikipedia, which yeah. is uh <laughs> it, 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 they have awesome pages for each season for every Should we donate sport? the winnings to uh to Wikipedia? To Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> But like they if you go to MLB two thousand twenty one season and they'll have an actual like visual bracket you can look at to see, you know, the winners and who was in there and then playoffs and stuff. And there's always a link to just click back to the prior year. You can cycle back through and kind of look at it. Um the other element you'd want is what the odds were of, of a lot of those teams at the beginning of the season. On the Omni Fantasy Substack, I wrote a huge post last year specifically looking at the league that i mean i didn't have the futures odds but i had my past draft results dating back to like 2015 um and essentially we were drafting pretty close to futures odds in order and so i was setting it up like okay this was the fifth mlb team taken was the one who won the world series this year and just put some data in there in terms of like what sports had late round winners over the last five, six years and what sports were consistently like kind of the top favorites were winning those sports. That's a post that I'll drop a link in the chat here when I find it, but okay. it's uh, a good one. I would say for research as well, that at least Can you throw the link past. in uh, in the discord too. I want to check that out um, here. I'm going to send it. I don't ever have the comment. I can send it in our private chat. Pete, will you throw that in the YouTube chat? Yeah. And then, yeah, I'll, I'll throw it in the Ship Chasing Discord as well. Yeah, and I'll put this in the... If you guys are listening to this uh, on audio, uh, we'll be sure to include the link in the uh, the podcast description as well. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, that's like the biggest thing for research I, research, I would say, is just kind of go back and look at what sports... I mean, we all know NFL, right? So let's just use that as an example. This year, the Bengals were like 75 to 1 at this point last year. Like, that's been widely discussed. They weren't drafted in most Omni Fantasy Leagues. The Rams were maybe like the fifth best odds, I think it was. They were actually relatively favorably viewed. Um, they were like the third best odds in the NFC, I think, at this point last year. The year prior, you had the Chiefs were the number one NFL draft pick um, in, in Omni Fantasy draft season. They ended up as the runner-up. The Bucks were like 20th, but they obviously added Brady over that offseason. That's the other element is like for the NFL, you still have the whole offseason in front of you. For NBA and NHL, you're in the middle of the regular season, so you have a little bit more information. It just sort of uh, depends where you're at on that league's calendar, the way that you want to um, – view sort of the variance but the, the nfl just looking back at at this post that i had the runner-up that year was the top drafted nfl team the winner the bucks was the 20th drafted the year prior it was the third drafted nfl team won 16th drafted was the runner-up year prior it was the top drafted nfl team won ninth drafted was the runner-up year prior an undrafted team won it who was that eagles oh that was the eagles over nfl one uh nfl one was the runner-up which is the patriots most of these top drafted teams that were like in the super bowl were the patriots for a long time or the chiefs over the last few years um but like almost every year in the nfl it's been pretty interesting there's been a, there's been one top drafted team versus one upstart almost every season for the last like six or seven years so that's a sport that i wait at you know just frankly when i when i do my i'm gonna fantasy drafts i try to pick like one of my favorite picks for this year is the chargers 
because like they got the rookie QB contract. They got some cap space. They have some talent already on the team. They look a lot like the Bengals did at this time last year. They're going to be able to do things throughout the offseason to improve that roster. Forward-looking NFL uh, or forward-looking head coach. I think they're a really good pick at like 22, 25 to one odds to win the Super Bowl for next year. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that's that. the kind of stuff that I'm looking at in NFL. If you had, um, obviously, like you look through a lot of these sports, uh, I bet a bunch of us do not consider ourselves experts on these. If you could devote time to becoming a domain expert on one of these sports to help you succeed in Omni Fantasy, where do you think the biggest edge would be if you were like, all right, between now and the draft, I'm just going to study this league? Probably one of the lesser known leagues. Uh, the odds are really bad. Like we have like MLS. It's kind of just a joke league that we throw in. The odds are not, they're super inconsistent. If you knew stuff about the MLS, if you knew stuff about the actual rosters and who's you know, going to be the upstart team this year, the, the preseason odds are almost like a wash. We've had a lot of years where the top drafted MLS team doesn't even make the playoffs. Um champions league some of these soccer leagues probably i mean i don't know uh yeah. nascar is fairly predictable pga i mean there's some people who know golf i don't know if you'd be able to learn enough about golf to be able to predict it and even if you know who's good it's I, you know as i understand it it's tough to p- pick like majors winners you know a lot of guys that that do pga betting they'll pick like three or four winners uh for a specific tournament because you don't know who's going to kind of have their game for that week I would say one of those like lesser known, uh, lesser known uh, sports or like any sport where there could be like upstarts, like college football, college basketball. If you, I mean, if you do some research and you read some like some sharp analysts in college basketball or sh- college football, you might have a little bit of an edge there on some teams that are getting overlooked in the in the betting market as well. Because mo- like it, you're you're basically trying to find where the betting market's not efficient, right? Yeah. I think the WNBA would be an interesting one because that's a top heavy league. Like if you, it's a small league and like the favorites tend to do well, but if you knew something that the market wasn't factoring in, I think in that type of setting, you'd be more likely to have that knowledge actually lead to a result because it's not such a crapshoot in terms of the playoffs and how the season actually plays out. Agreed. Agreed. I think that's a good one. Uh, I also want to throw out while I was saying all of that, again, we said this two weeks ago, but shout out Paul. He was the only one in this like subset of leagues. Cause when you create your own on fancy league, if you guys want to go do this with your friends you and create your own league on the site, you can pick whatever sports you want. So there's a lot of variance in terms of what the actual leagues are. A lot of people are just picking like the core, like six main sports. Like they're doing MLB, NFL, college football, NBA and golf. And like, a, just like, you know, they're leaving out like, hockey tennis and some of those um so anyway i i did some adp research last year but only looked at the leagues that were basically the same structure that we did for the ship chasing one which was using basically all the sports 12 team league size certain amount of round uh 18 round draft i think it was of all the leagues that were that format paul was the only i think there was 10 or more leagues like that Paul was the only one who drafted the Cincinnati Bearcats. So shout out to him. He must have figured something nice. out about the Bearcats. And they I, I would still love to talk to him about that. I don't know if he's just an alum or something, but they went to the college football playoff. They were the upstart in college football. No one else even drafted this team. And he got uh, his last round pick. He got 
semifinal. You got points for them being a semifinalist, which you get. You know, to anyone who doesn't know, I'm a fantasy. You get points for being anywhere in the final eight of the of that sport. So he finished in the final four. They got more points even. One of the best picks of the year because no one else was even on this team. You know, I mean, just whatever whatever research he did, do what he did. Good year for Cincinnati in uh, the Omni Fantasy world. I yeah. was just going to say, if you were a Cincinnati homer, this would have been the year. You would have absolutely crushed. <laughs> you would have crushed. Yeah. <laughs> Get the Super Bowl appearance and the, the Final Four appearance. Whew. Yeah. Uh, how, how many how many points do, did the Bengals get in Omni for? Bengals got 50. So every sport, the winner gets 80. Runner-up gets 50. Semifinalists get 30. And there's two. And then fifth through eighth place or for – most of the sports have bracket structures, so it's quarterfinalists, teams that lose in the quarterfinals, they get 20. So it's 20, 30, 50, 80. Um, yeah. The, uh, David asking a, a common question here for people setting up their own leagues. If I want to create a private league with a friend group, how many categories should we have based on the amount of guys in the league? Yeah, typically I try to say like close to the same number of categories as participants. If you want to do sort of a... Um, a shallower league where you're not this part of the reason we include like mls and all this stuff because if you only do like five or six leagues number one there's fewer events on the calendar this is a whole year thing it's kind of nice to just have stuff going on all throughout the year even if it's not sports that you care a ton about you can tune in if you want to you can kind of see how your teams are evolving throughout the year but number two uh on draft day like if you have like a 12 team league or a 14 team league and you only have like six events then the guy picking you know 14th or whatever he has to pick like the second or even sometimes the third best odds first first round pick. Like I kind of like the idea that like everybody could wind up having the favorite in one sport or have an option to to pick the favorite in in a given sport. Doesn't necessarily make draft uh, position matter quite as much, if you will. So I, I mean I, that's the goal that I always shoot for: the same number of teams, roughly as um, as number of entries you have. And then the second part to that question that's not in that question, but I want to hit on when you set up your private one, you can choose how many rounds you want to draft. Uh, I always do the number of leagues plus five. So you have five flex picks. You can pick two, uh, two NFL teams. If you want, you know, you can take two basketball teams. If you want, whatever sport you prefer, you can take an additional pick in that sport. Uh, you don't have to do flex picks at all. You can do up to like 10 or 20 flex picks. If you want, if you only want to do like six sports and everybody's drafting three or four from each sport, you could go that way with it. If you want, but uh, I, I think the default is that I've always played is, is like usually like five flexes total. So like maybe like 13 events and five flexes, 18 round draft, you know? Yep. Um, wow. Nick giving out tennis alpha in the chat. He says, Carlos wow. Alcaraz, an interesting pick for tennis, young upstart who finished the second or finished the season incredibly strong. Well, so. Pete, I don't know if we have time to pull up the tape here, but <laughs> it's kind of a tradition. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Get some tennis highlights up in here. <laughs> uh, we did the my my longest running draft we did, and I I took Djokovic in the first round. Which since we did those picks, he just this week has said he's willing to sit out tournaments over the vaccine. So I think I took him second overall. I'm not in a good Ooh. position there. He's not going to even be playing. But I wasn't oh, looking man. at tennis players later because I had I had committed to Djokovic, but uh, a few of my buddies were pulling up this guy's name. There was like a whole chat about this dude for like a half a day. It was like half joking, but he's like he's like 18 or something. But uh, yeah, there there's a lot of hype around this dude. 
Well, uh, and this is a question about, you know, if you've got Carlos Alcaraz, how much higher are you taking him in Dynasty Omni Fantasy? <laughs> That's, we've been asked about doing auction formats, man. I'm like, dude, we can't build this into a site yet. Like, let's just like, let's see if this thing is popular enough and then we'll talk about it. But it's a, it's complicated enough before we start talking about Dynasty Fat. I was obviously joking, but Dynasty Omni Fantasy would be a trip. Like, could you imagine yeah. having like the Jaguars and like, you just be like, <laughs> Please give me anything. Give me anything. Right. <laughs> I got to trade we, this guy. We can't. I cannot go down this rabbit hole right now. But after the show, if you want to Google seven minutes oh, of Carlos Alcaraz forehand Come on. Winners. Give us a minute. Give us a minute. <laughs> okay. We're not, watching, we're not watching this whole thing. Yeah, we're not going to watch seven minutes. Maybe six. Which, which guy <laughs> is he? How do I know which guy he is? The guy who wins on the forehand. Top oh, the there screen. it is. Oh, that's yeah. pretty oh, good. Medvedev. It said Medvedev on the top. That was against your boy, Pat. I, I don't like this guy. I don't like his attitude. <laughs> wow, you turned on him quick, Pat. Well, you can't be scoring on Medvedev. This isn't seven minutes of forehand winners. This is seven minutes of volume. Woo! That was good. Yeah, he doesn't, he's not quick with the winners. He doesn't like, it's not a, he's not returning serves with forehand winners. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable you gotta you gotta support these small channels yeah yeah this is after these, he let's give these guys some views here <laughs> this is to butter him up so he doesn't send over the takedown notice this dude's gonna have a first round adp by the time we start drafting that was <laughs> that was pretty oh hey hey nick I hope you regret uh, giving us this alpha because he's uh, he's no longer a value at draft. You guys thought Sky Moore was bad. Wait till you see what happens. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a third round <laughs> Man, this guy's forehand is pretty nice. Oh my goodness! Oh, you can't leave that much court open. Uh, Have you not seen the film on this guy? Is that against Nadal? Uh, I don't know who that. This is Redditorini. I'm at the last one. Which I only know because I update the scores in the in the database. I've learned all the names. I've never watched any of this. Oh my god. Um, let's see here. Man, there's so Uh, many volleys. Damn. All right. I can't. I mean, if I if I send this guy's ADP into the first round, I'll I'll never be able to forgive myself. By the way, I've been looking up some more Sky Moore stuff and uh he does look like a pretty great prospect. If you get the draft, we're going to be all in. That's what's happened is like after we we tried to do a bit about just like a random ass player. And then everyone starts, uh, you see the pro football focus, you yeah. know, tweets about him. Everyone's coming around. Tagged, on Skyboard. The three of us got tagged this week on someone in an underdog draft who somebody else in their draft took him in the fourth round. Sky Moore <laughs> yeah, in the fourth round. Crazy. That's, I, that's, I mean, that's that. a little, that's a bit. I think that's got to be a bit. It was, well, I was, well, uh, I was in on the clock in one of my uh, big board drafts, uh, my, one of my slow drafts, uh, team slow draft here. I logged on in the 18th round at the very top of the queue with Sky Moore. I just, I was like, how, oh, how yeah. does the draft room let me get Sky Moore at pick, oh, yeah. you know, 200 or whatever? I got to check my slow draft. Oh, it's my pick on a slow draft. Let me see if Sky Moore's here. I'll <laughs> draft him on stream right now. <laughs> um, All right. Uh, okay. So speaking of, uh, best ball drafts, we mentioned, uh, underdog launched, uh, the ultimate socialists dream, uh, backyard best ball. We get rid of the high T 
running backs. Uh, what do you guys say we hop in here and uh, rip off one of these uh, one of these drafts? Let's do it. I have not looked in here. I do not know the ADPs. This I don't is, know what's God, going that's, on. That's such a beautiful draft board. Just all wide receivers. You didn't even have to filter. Ugh. I uh, I told them <laughs> we need a draft where we can just exclusively piss yellow, and we log in, and, and there it is. It's I mean, beautiful. not that we wouldn't have already, but it's, uh, <laughs> it's nice when you're forced to. So quarterbacks, I quarterbacks are pretty far down by ADP right now, which I mean, because this just launched, I don't think we've gotten the refresh. I, I did hear somewhere Liam took Josh Allen 103 in one of these drafts, <laughs> very on brand, very on um, brand from our best ball mania champ. Uh, just like, what is your snap take on? how to think about QBs in this format, 10 rounds, and it's just one quarterback starter for each of the four rounds. So what do you mean for each of the four rounds? Sorry. Yeah, I should have. So the way it works, weeks one through 14 is around where you advance week 15 weeks, but the starting lineup is just one QB, three wide receivers. And then the rest is on the bench with no other positional uh, requirements. I just take one quarterback and nine receivers. Obviously. Just yellow it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I probably think, two, I think two, two. Yeah, two eight. Yeah. I think you want as many receivers as possible. But I think mm-hmm. there'd probably be something to having a cup. Like, there's not as much opportunity cost, right? So, if you oh, have, we're on the clock. Yeah, Adams or Tyreek. I think Tyreek. Yeah. I don't. I mean, we just don't know with Adams with Rogers. Yeah, let's do that. <clears throat> um, I don't get. The I guess. No it, I guess it depends how early the quarterbacks go because it would be kind of nice to have like, you know, Lamar and Herbert or something, and then you feel pretty damn good about your playoff run. But there's only six people. I mean, even if they all oh, there's only six two, people. Yeah. 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 We that's get true. QB eleven and twelve. At us, at us, even if yeah, you know, uh, we're the last one to take one. I mean, that's a great point. Yeah, I wasn't factoring that in enough. I feel like you're going to get good enough QBs regardless. Yeah. So I mean, the question. Yeah. Do we think uh, Mahomes comes back to us here if we right on the back end of a tiered break? Because Debo, AJ Brown, and Diggs are all better than these guys. Right. So what do you think? I'm down do to we... take Mahomes or, or or any of these receivers. I mean, all these picks look good to me. Yeah, let's get Mahomes. Yeah, we can we can lock him up. Uh, in the chat, those of you who have done these before, let me know where uh, Mahomes normally goes. I mean, or where you've seen him go here. What is he? John says, Tyreek's so much easier to get a three or four guy stack. To get into like Pringle. Oh, I Pringle see. Range. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I guess we'll see how thin it gets, but... <clears throat> I think part of the appeal for me with Tyreek is like he just he, he had like a 30% target share. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Grant Grant says he likes the two running QBs and eight wide receiver strategy. So not worrying yeah, like about the stacks, which is probably an edge if everyone's going out of their way uh to get the stacks. Let's see here. It is kind of yeah. interesting to think through these as those wide receiver tier breaks. Like yeah, we're, we're probably just like, hit one after we just hit one again. <laughs> yeah. I think I would take Deontay. I mean, I know Ben like, but like Deontay's targets per run are just absurd. 
What do you think? I'm yeah, gonna... although some of that's been I, – I kind of prefer McLaurin, I think, because I feel like the quarterback change is more net good. But I'm good with He's never really people. drawn targets at a huge – I mean, he's more of like a high route guy. He's always been efficient too. Like from a targets per out run perspective, these two guys are a huge gap, but McLaurin still gets it done. Well, the the, only part reason... of that's ADOT, though. You yeah. Know, and I know you've looked at weighted targets per out run, and I, I think McLaurin rates pretty well on that. Yeah. The other, I mean, Terry was a few more picks down ADP, so I thought maybe if these guys go with a quarterback, he would slip to us. Um, but Terry goes here at the uh, the three six turn. Hopkins it, was bad this year. In my uh, big write up at the, did some write ups last week on targets per out run for the Stealing Signals Substack. Hopkins and Keenan Allen are two guys that I wound up thinking we should be getting more of a discount early in drafts this year. Yeah. What about um, TJ Moore or Tyler Lockett? Those would be my picks here. You do not have to pull my leg on TJ Moore at any yeah. point. Let's do let's do more here. Um yeah, uh JW here in the chat talking about uh Eagles saying you could maybe bully QB like you can tight end in a traditional format by going Mahomes Allen. Curious guys' thoughts is that drop off that big between them and Lamar. I don't know if it is that big. I don't do think, think it is. Yeah, at the same so much time, quarterback just comes down to passing efficiency, which is like very hard to predict. Like how many yeah. touchdowns a guy throws, which is but like who else would you put in that group with them and Lamar and Kyler? I yeah, think if you I got two of those four, you're still kind of doing what he's saying in terms of bullying. You're, you're doing something vaguely unique where enough of the rest of your league is not going. They're going to be giving up QB points to you over the course of a season when you have two of those four and only a couple of them have one and the others have. I mean, they have some of them are going to have Herbert. If I have Herbert and, and Burrow, uh, I feel pretty good. Yeah, you know, what um, I mean, if I'm spending, if I'm getting those guys, what pull up the board because they went. Oh, yeah, we have, clock. we have, Sorry. yeah, we're on the clock here. It'd be, I think, Elijah for me. I'm, I'm definitely good with Elijah. Good. Yeah, he was damn good this year. Yeah. Yeah. So then. The, yeah, and I think the quiet, you know, JW is talking here about ideal structures basically down to 3 7 versus 2 8 versus 1 9. I guess we could, I, I do think I probably feel better with two, even with Mahomes. I don't know how much that ninth or eighth receiver is contributing to you, ninth, I should say, versus a second quarterback that can help you advance. I mean, you really need your quarterback to go scorched earth. Yeah. like through three straight. Yeah. I think that second QB is Sean was talking about, I mean, for their I team so in FFPC, they, they needed both Rodgers and Burrow. Rodgers had the big game to get them through one week, and then Burrow had the big games the other weeks. I mean, having two really good QBs in that QB window has always been big and best. Yeah. Um, what do you guys, uh, I mean, I like Devonta Smith. I'm also open yeah. to professional streamer Marquise Brown. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> let's do it. Let's see. Yeah. Did you have anyone else you would have considered there, Pat? I mean, Almond Ross. I would have nice. considered Traylon Burks. There. Traylon Burks is nice. Yeah, those yeah. are the yeah. two I was looking at as well. But I, I, I think Garrett like Wilson's the, a pretty nice pick. I, I, like, I like Devonta because we we have the one QB and yeah, that's true. I mean, what do you guys point. think about taking Jalen Hurts on the way back? I like well, that a it. lot. Yeah, there's definitely. Let's see here what the the quarterback uh situation is looking like People here think yeah he's gonna get 
usurped again? There's all this talk of trades and yeah. I mean, the ADP has been the really Colts. set in here because there's there's no reason. I mean, Tom Brady ahead of Jalen Hurts in the queue. That doesn't make sense. Um. So now, now we can definitely rock just two QBs. Uh, oh, with yeah. Mahomes. Yeah, and, that feels and Hertz good. Here. Locking Quez Watkins for the final round. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. We do not know the bye week, Derek. This is the um the trade off when you want to draft in February. Is you get your rocks off, but you do not release. know the schedule. You do not know the schedule. <laughs> you also don't know free agency. You also don't know trades. You also don't know injuries. You know, also don't know global pandemic. I think the Rams. <laughs> don't we know that the Rams have like an easy? I think it's the Rams. They released the teams that like home and away earned. is known. Yeah. But like I think play. they also released the, like the the good teams you know get to play other good teams or have to yeah. play other good teams. But I I think it's the Rams. Their good teams are are a joke. It's like the Bucks and stuff, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're on the clock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, Garrett Wilson, Ayuk. I like Garrett I Wilson think, a lot. I think Wilson's okay. If Pat likes him, I was gonna say Renfro is pretty appealing too with uh, McDaniel's there. But yeah. I like Garrett Wilson's kind of like, uh, <clears throat> I think he's a little bit, I mean, he's a lot like Waddle, um, but you've got, yeah, I, Waddle's probably the best comp because he's, he was like, but I, he had more college production and he had a really nice sophomore year while uh, Olave was a junior and he's, he's, he played primarily in the slot as a sophomore and then he played primarily in the outside. Oh, we took uh, him over Drake London though. I like him better than Drake London. You do? Interesting. Yeah. I thought you had I like Drake London a lot. Three. I think Yeah, so I I've revised this. I think it's a okay. clear top 3. I think I think Garrett Wilson belongs in the top 3. I I like I like it Burks Wilson London. But if London's like a, you know, the 10th ah. overall pick. Tony oh. went. Uh I think I used to be here. Yeah, I yeah. great. Both yeah. of those are good picks, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Anyway, if if dra- I'll I'll let draft position decide it after the fact if there's like big gaps in the draft position, but um, that's like my initial lean is is Burks Wilson London. Got it. That makes sense. But uh, on Wilson, I was going to say, I mean, I, I think this is like really impressive that he was in the slot. I think it was like seventy three percent of snaps as a sophomore, and then he was in on the outside to the point where his slot snaps declined to like seventeen or eighteen percent. And he's really fast. He's he can operate downfield. He has kind of an intermediate A dot of like twelve or thirteen or so every year. But he's versatile inside out. He's outperforming a teammate who's highly regarded, probably gonna be a first or second round pick in Olave, who's a year ahead of him. He doesn't have everything. Like his career yardage share is not ideal, but he's hyper efficient in yards per route run. I mean, it's a pretty impressive profile, and I think you don't have to worry about draft position where Burks, like, Burks could be a second-round pick, I think, where I think Garrett Wilson's probably locked into the first round. So, um, anyway, um, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about him, too. You guys, Judy, uh, like anyone Judy else? I like Judy a lot here. I think Judy's yeah, an awesome pick Judy. here. Judy seems very nice. Yeah, I think – after now just ripping off one of these, I mean, the fact that there, receivers. there is a ton of wide receivers still left. I wonder, yeah, I definitely feel like having tight ends 
uh, in it and maybe even more just a, or even more people like eight, yeah, eight man yeah. drafts or 10. Or add running backs. I mean, if, whoever made this obviously has never gone zero RB. Like, have you, have you drafted receivers before? <laughs> no, um, I will say it. too, uh, one of the things underdog acknowledged with this, uh, being an experimental format is there's essentially like no rake on it. I think it's 0.8%, uh, rake. Oh, so, so they're, uh, we're at least getting it in uh, good here. I just think it's hilarious well, that I'm going to play it. I don't know if I was honestly like on the fence of whether I was going to be firing these rake free tournament. I'm probably going to fire. Them. I, <laughs> I, well I got to say though, it, it's funny that we got through 10 picks through the whole draft and wide receiver never got gross, even never even got remotely close to gross as opposed to when we do like ship chasing drafts yeah. and in the fifth round wide receivers gross. This was, when there's 12 teams and everyone's drafting receivers, it gets even worse than this earlier. I know. It's like, uh, you know, the kid who smokes a cigarette and then the dad's like, you got to smoke the entire pack of cigarettes. And the kid's like, I still fucking love the cigarettes, man. <laughs> I'll smoke them all. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking um, now. Uh, by uh, the way, Dan points out on the final Garrett Wilson point. There's a guy, there's a sophomore at Ohio State who's a five-star recruit and was awesome last year. And looks like he's going to be an incredible prospect when he comes out as well. That's this so, guy. So, yeah. So you have—I don't want to say his name—but you got, uh, uh, you got Garrett Wilson, kind of sandwiched between two potential other first-round picks, and still being highly productive and efficient. It's just been such like to me. That's like the big thing that we're not capturing with the market share numbers and stuff. Is like you know the DK Metcalf, AJ Brown thing. The the Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase thing. Like when you get all and other the Ohio State guys, we've kind of been struggling with to to properly project for years. Um, the Alabama guys, we were, we were aware of it and trying to do it, but I think even then, probably missed. I probably should have been a little bit more excited about Jalen Waddle, even though I was acknowledging at the time that this fact was clearly in play. So anyway, that's a, that effect. I think is is really helpful for Garrett Wilson and. Makes me not really worried about the fact that his like career yardage share is a little lower than I like. It it also seemed like everyone uh, allocated their quarterback capital correctly. Uh, first four slots did two QBs with one, you know, moderately early, and then the two three QB teams. Uh, Tanner took his first QB in the sixth. Uh, Welshier took uh, Lance in the seventh and then ripped off a couple quarterbacks and you're still getting a pretty high upside QB three here, Justin Fields or Deshaun Watson. So similar to what Ben was saying about wide receiver, even quarterback doesn't really get gross. Yeah. They seem like fun drafts. Yeah. These are, let's do another one. I mean, Justin Fields in the 10th is pretty sweet. Yeah. Let's uh, they're yeah, quick let's... too. So we, we got time for another one, right? Oh yeah. Let's do another. <clears throat> it's your account, not mine. <laughs> money's going to be coming out of this account when i have to go and start paying taxes yeah taxes 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 um all right Not we got debo debo in here again uh do your research that's a new name i haven't seen is this as are you in the chat if you're in the chat in this one oh corbin uh was in the in the previous draft there do, 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 do. Oh, sorry, Phil. These are these are filling like hotcakes. We got the 104 again. We got that teardrop in the second round. Coming, I know man. that is not Come that's on. not ideal. 
This is also wild that they dropped this today and it's already a fifth full. I mean, we're all just absolutely sick. This thing's going to fill up in a week. Well, the it. thing is, is it's going to fill up and we're all going to, we're going to all voice our opinion and then we're going to get a, a better version of it for a backyard best ball too. That's going to be beautiful. I just right. want to take Quez Watkins in this format. I mean, why, why can't we just go real deep <laughs> with it? Yeah. There was some good receivers when you scrolled down at the end that there's that old idea. I think John was saying to take uh Mikol or Pringle to get different. There's some guys that didn't go in our last one that can be legit studs next year that I think you should be trying to get in the 10th round because they're not going to typically go in these drafts still because they're, they're like 12th rounders right now. Like who, who, who do you mean? Well, like he scrolled down. I saw Jacoby Myers. The Jacoby Myers is, is round oh, yeah. undervalued right, right now. I wrote about him until it signals like way undervalued. Uh, we want to get, want... we could do digs and then try to get Allen because we know we're dealing with that tear break. Yeah, I'm down or Adams sure. if we want to shit. Let's go digs. Yeah. Get a get a unique start here, maybe. Maybe we'll get AJ Brown on the comeback. They got CD Lamb higher than I mean I mean, but that also locks in AJ Brown. That's true. That's true. Or Debo here. That that helped the tear break a little, and we can do some other stacking. So there you go. I mean, Josh Allen only throws to Gabriel Davis anyway, so it's not even a stack that we need. Now we can get Debo. We can <laughs> yeah, no, let's get AJ here. Brown, dude. What's about oh, AJ Brown? AJ over Debo? Debo? I'd AJ Brown. Yeah. Really? They're yeah. both really, really good. I mean, I'm not going to be. We're getting a, we got a quarterback change in San Francisco. Hey, God. If Ben Gretsch, the world's no, I, biggest AJ I, I, Brown I, I, fan. I'm not taking a side on this. I want to be clear. I would definitely go AJ Brown. Um. All right. I'm fine with it. But um, we already kind of reached on digs, and then we didn't take the ADP gift in Debo, although this ADP isn't really settled. So who knows? Imagine not taking the ADP gift on February 16th. <laughs> Imagine not blindly yeah. following ADP on February 16th. Dusty got a uh, who this Dusty guy picking behind us got probably a pretty unique combo with Debo and whoever else he matched him with in the first round. Because you're probably, I mean, I was thinking even if we took Debo there, there's probably a lot of digs Debo's at the six spot, you know? Yeah, five spot. Yeah. Are you guys not like? I guess there's this probably not a lot of as many digs AJ Brown because you, you <laughs> yeah. no one did that. That's that's wild. You got to go higher on digs to make yeah. that happen. Pat's philosophy yeah. in February QB wide receiver only drafts is you just got to get your guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is my philosophy. Keenan, right, what are we doing here? Uh, right, Keenan works for me. Yeah, I'm out on Keenan personally. Really? Take him if you guys want, who yeah. would be your pick over him? Because Deontay again. I mean, we took him in the second last time, didn't we? Or no, we took him in the third. I would the take third, Deontay yeah. over Keenan for sure. But you guys can take. We could get can go Hopkins Keenan. and try to play for Murray. I don't like Keenan or Hopkins. So if you guys want Keenan, well, let's do Keenan. Deontay. Let's do Deontay. Okay. Again? All right. I mean, that's fine. Ben, you, you, you You're did, the one you didn't like our other. I think it's. I think it's right. I just don't like being the guy that's pushing us into taking him both times. <laughs> okay. Okay. I thought at the last second you're like, I don't like it. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm glad we took it. I think it's right. All right. All right. Good. I, I feel like I My, I overruled both of you on that one, so I don't like that. But. I'm good with it. My thing with Hopkins is that the offense was worse without him, and therefore he must have been pretty decent in real life. And I understand like he wasn't targeted nearly as heavily, but 
I don't know. It's DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think he. I think he's still got the skill. So I'm still like mildly interested if he's if he's not too expensive. Um, what do we yeah. think? What are we I, thinking? Our quarterbacks, right? Do we still want to try to get an elite one? I think Kyler would be a good pick here. Kyler maybe got to yeah. be right up there. He can be QB one. I mean, he's got to be right up there with the other guys that have already gone. Or Lamar is still there. That's the other guy. Yeah. Who do you think? I mean, we can still. Get I think we stacked. go DJ and then go grab uh, Lamar later, and then we can stack Lamar okay. with Marquise Brown. All right, we can do that. I mean, this is a fun team. That's a, those are four good receivers right there. I did. I wasn't. Didn't feel very good about taking a MLB player in the fourth okay, round. Tyler Lamar. Lamar went the next two picks. <laughs> God damn it! It is. Let's see. So yeah, I mean, what? Probably a tear break after Herbert and Burrow at quarterback. Yeah, for sure. Burrow went. Do we want Herbert? Dubner says you're 100% Deontay. Oh, God. <laughs> I think. Uh, poor poor Dubner having to reset up his spreadsheets uh, now to handle a QB wider serial. What do we do, do with want... quarterback if we. I think we take Herbert. We, we can't be. Uh, and we can still get Mike Williams out. if we want to get a stack. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. All right. He's a free agent, but I think he'd probably be back. Mike Williams is. He'd be crazy yeah. if he's. I don't know what. What do you take? Like the the better money deal with the Jaguars or the Texans or something? Don't do that, Mike. Don't do it. So Keenan's the the down thing on Keenan. I was just trying to pull it up from my write up. Was like he was down from his peak numbers. He was still good. But there's been multiple years in a row now of of efficiency decline as well. He said two of his worst yards per targets two years in a row. And then his targets per out run followed this year by dropping like three or four percentage points or something. Hmm. So like, it's not, I mean, like sometimes the age curve can become an age cliff is sort of the concern, right? He's like 30. Yeah. Yeah. I think he should be going in like the fifth round of normal drafts and he's going the same spot he was going last year. Like he didn't just have a bad year because he ran 641 routes. He ran like one of the highest route rates or total routes in the entire NFL. But uh, yeah, his targets per run stayed strong in 2020, even though his yards right. per target had kind of fallen. His yards per target stayed down and his targets per run started to dip as well. I mean, at his age, like. Yeah, you don't like to see that. I don't like to see that. Um, do you guys want to gamble on Mike Williams coming back or lock him up here? I think we can take him here. Yeah. I'm we don't have any stacks here. on this team. Yeah. yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. JW asking Ben, what's your take? If Mike Williams leaves on Keenan, does that change it for you? Or are you just kind of worried about him in general? I think I'm just kind of worried about him. I mean, definitely Mike Williams made targets per run gains. Like, they were correlated. Uh, like Williams obviously had the big start and then the big – he had some, a decent finish and was really bad for a stretch in between when expectations rose and he didn't really sort of live up to the promise of the hot start. But in full, his 2021 was good, and it, it was part of why Keenan Allen's was down. So if he's gone and, like, Keenan Allen doesn't have competition, I mean – I'm not going to be super bullish on him at his age. Some, most of this is more about him as a player. 
he used to be a guy who didn't matter who was on the field with him. He's going to earn a ton of targets. I don't know if he's that guy anymore. That's the real thing. Yeah. It wasn't terrible, though. I mean, no, no, it, it was still good. Yeah. It's just that a lower yeah. ADOT and stuff, it needs to be for him to be a third round pick in, you know, normal 12 team drafts and everything. I mean, he needs to be like a 27% target per hour. Are we round. on the clock? Oh, no, we're on the clock. We just, yeah, we're on the clock now. Yeah. Um, some looking at some Wilson. familiar names here. Um, who is a guy that, yeah. Our Drake London is probably a little bit further down if we want to switch up. Pat said he we can... switched to Wilson. Yeah, I mean, Drake London's... I bet London goes before we go. I mean, he went right You can also after. do something like Claypool and get, get like, in on the Steelers' new offense All right, let's without taking the quarterback. Do you think that could be something that... uh is an edge, right? If you've got like a Steelers stack, but you're obviously not going to take because people are going to be no one's Who's obviously because no one knows who their quarterback is, right? No, Rodgers, Rodgers, maybe that's Garoppolo. Why, that's why you max this out 150 entries, trying to circle through every potential quarterback that Chase Claypool could have, and then hitting <laughs> on that stack. And no, no. Claypool what I mean, what, I, what <laughs> I mean is that we also have Deontay, so you don't worry about who the quarterback is. You take oh, Deontay and Claypool, yeah. and you're doing the when when the offense rolls, everybody rolls. Leone strategy, where you just you're stacking up the Steelers' skill players. The uh, here's some alpha from John Warner. He's had his binoculars out in the Hertzig draft. Says he's taking Bobby Trees in the big board, like ten to fifteen spots ahead of ADP. There you go. Well, the Odell and what's his ADP? I don't remember his from my. I want to say list. he's been he's going in like the ninth or tenth round in those. <laughs> he's got Derek Richards. So, says he's going zero quarterback. I was on the Chargers in my write up, so it's easy to scroll up to the Rams. <laughs> I, I I noted he, his contract has a ton of dead money. They love what he brings as a blocker and schematic play piece. He also is going to turn thirty here in April, but um. I mean, there's things about Woodsy. I I had like a mildly optimistic write up on him too. I don't. I think he's going like really late. Oh, 83. That's actually not as late as I thought, but still. I mean, I can see being higher on him than than that. Yeah. Um. All right, we're gonna be on the clock again. Are we wanting? Tony goes one pick ahead of us again. <laughs> Jeez, Hertz is still going way too late in these. Um. Or do we want to play the play the hits again? You can Drake, try to Drake London. I think I would go down to London here, or or Robert Woods. I'm good. With yeah, it. let's Who do you London. guys want to... London is fun. Like, I think we were watching him, and we said like he looks kind of like Mike Evans or Vincent Jackson. He's like potentially thirty pounds lighter than Vincent Jackson was, so <laughs> that's like a concern. Uh, that that was a great. Great comment. You just yes. Up. <laughs> uh, Andrew says Crack Rock is taking Robert Woods three rounds ahead of ADP. <laughs> well, when Cooper Cup finished as the 101, that's exactly uh, how high we took Robert Woods this year. <laughs> three rounds ahead of finishing ADP. <laughs> um, God, yeah. Can you imagine if you would have told us like the guy we just took Robert uh, Woods over would be the Super Bowl MVP? <laughs> uh, that and not just MVP. Super Bowl MVP, but like he yeah. literally got an MVP vote. He got an MVP vote. <laughs> yeah. Offensive player of the year is the other. Yeah. yeah. Offensive yeah. player of the year. Good. 
Um, <laughs> all right. Do we want to grab another? We should get another quarterback here. Yeah. I mean, you want to just do Hurts again? Kinda... Or Prescott? Oh, I would do Hurts or Prescott for sure. Should we just mix it up and do? Why don't we do Hurts since we don't have a stack? I don't know. Okay. Prescott's kind of. I don't know. To me, that's wild that he's still here. Can we? Who do we stack him with, though? Is there Seth is Wilson, Amari? baby? I think you got to bet that Gallup's gone. But if Gallup's gone, Seth Wilson's probably a good. Yeah, I like that. The thing is, with that, I I do wonder. Just as now we've done a couple of these and thinking through the strategy, and I realize there's probably not a ton of edges, but getting um, stacks that aren't part of the main ADP cohort, you know, outside of the top, what, 60 picks is probably a pretty good strategy because we know how some of these advancement weeks go where it's like, you just need the right player. You just need the Gabe Davis, the week he has four touchdowns. Like, so kind of getting unique in that regard might be one of the, one of the few edges here. And and Gallup's still here. As John points out in the chat. Yeah. He is a free agent. I mean, I, I kind of feel like he's going to be out of town, but the question is, you know, it's a lot different taking, you know, pick 260 uh in a full draft when 240 players are getting drafted versus like the teardrop from like say Jerry Judy to Cedric Wilson. Like the roles yeah. can be so meaningfully different. Yeah. Yeah. I think if Judy's here, we got to. How bad do we have Judy. to stack here? That's that's the other thing. I mean, like, can I don't we just think... do the Jacoby Myers play because I, I mean, I think he's better than all these guys. <sighs> this is this is how underdog gets us because there's so many wide receivers we want on our team that you just keep drafting, <laughs> just getting different ones each time. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to take him. So you're you're thinking Gallopy? No, I no, I'm just talking it through. Um, I mean, I don't think we go out of our way to stack Gallup when there's no guarantees. Yeah, on the team. I, I love Judy here. What do you guys think? Yeah, oh, I mean, I, Judy again. It's He's pretty a good pick. Why is he going in the tenth? I was just going to ask that. Why is he going so low? There's kind of a narrative that he's like a bust or something when he's been like totally fine. I mean, he hasn't obviously like been what we were hoping because the offense right. sucks. That's but. exactly what it is. The early offseason thing is typically based on what our expectations were the last year. I mean, I, I feel like that's part of why Mike Williams is not being seen favorably right now, or his whole season's not being looked favorably because he ended up being a bust relative to his own early success. He didn't really like he like he looked really good early on. Like he was gonna be a top 20 receiver the rest of the way. Um, but yeah, same thing with Judy for this whole season. He didn't didn't live up to the expectations. Like guys who don't live up to expectations get knocked in drafts. There's nothing like it. It's also weird too because if you go look at the futures markets, like you'll see the Broncos ahead of the Chargers, and I assume it's because of people projecting Aaron Rodgers there. Maybe that's changed since the recent report the other day that Rodgers is open to returning. But it's interesting that people aren't necessarily projecting that onto the ADPs, right? Because if, if you told people that Aaron Rodgers was going to be Jerry Judy's quarterback, like he'd be going third or fourth round in these. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good draft. Yeah, it was. Um, Judy in the see. last round is like, what? What? Yeah. I mean, like this is what, I mean, Judy is on a different caliber of talent uh josh palmer i mean yeah. we could have taken josh palmer we had herbert josh yeah, palmer jerry judy like no yeah. no jerry judy. justification for that pick sorry 
Yeah, I don't. Uh, sorry if this person's literally in the literally watching. I don't think they are. You don't ask for the sauce when I'm 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 dosing out the sauce. They they did do the uh, the double tap there at quarterback to uh, as John Paulson would say. Oh, they're the one who who sniped us on Josh Allen. So you know what? You deserve every ounce of sauce I gave. Hey, Tom Uh, has a cool comment here. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, Thomas says, just want to say thank you for doing the FFPC play- playoff challenge two video. I took your advice, switching Adams and Henry for Aaron Jones and Henry and also used Higgins over chase and it resulted in second place oh, for Thomas. Congrats. Yeah. Awesome. Big hit. Where did our, where did our team with Hassan and Blair end up finishing? What was the actual spot? I think we were 18th because the Higgins, some Higgins teams passed us, including Thomas's. Should have been a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like obvious face mass <laughs> no we had higgins we had so much higgins throughout the tournament and then it then the t- the teams that bubbled up were we had a mixing team we had a uh i mean the big one was the chase team that we we could have actually what finished fourth or fifth with do we do we did we know the team or recognize uh who got first in the main playoff challenge did we see that at all i didn't yeah i didn't i didn't see it bubble up either uh but yes congrats to uh to all the winners there i know um i think we mentioned it uh but a lot of ship chasers did well in the gauntlet finals i know Fornon, who's a ship chasing vip member finished top five harbs who hangs out in the deposit kingdom discord finished second um so yeah congratulations uh to those guys always fun to see all the ship chasers and everyone from uh our circle of friends crush these uh tournaments it's awesome. Um, Pat, you got to get uh, your final night with a horned up Murphy. You guys got any special plan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, there's nothing special planned. Uh, I do feel bad for him. You know, he's getting this surgery tomorrow. He has no idea. He's just living his normal life. Uh, took him to the vet today, drop off a urine sample. He's all excited. Lo- he loves the vet. He like loves it because he, he just wants attention and they give him attention at the vet. I don't know. There Maybe you, this will change that. There you go. There you go. It sounds like uh sounds like it could be as you know, a lot of people hate the vet or dogs hate the vet. So maybe you found something where it's like he gets excited when you say go to the vet. Well, we'll see how he feels after the surgery. You know what I mean? <laughs> Luckily, it's actually a different location than the oh, like yeah. our normal vet. It's around the corner, but I have to take him like you know 30 minutes south to uh the actual vet, uh, the you know where they're gonna do the surgery, so maybe he won't associate the two. I don't know if he can put yeah. that together or not. Um, Gretch, anything else uh, on your mind here? Uh, I just pulled up the leaderboard for the round two thing, and the winner had Josh Allen. So did really our buddy Thomas, which I I never actually really tracked at all. But with the double points, I mean, Cup and Higgins were so big, and Burrow and Stafford weren't necessarily that. Yeah, it played out that a quarterback who wow. had one game wound up in the winning lineup. So that's a very interesting uh, outcome mm. for all the Maybe two games. No, they lost to the Chiefs in the round. This is the the second chance. Oh, in the second chance. Yeah. Yes. Allen wow. Won. Isn't that crazy? Just off that one game against the Chiefs. That's crazy. Holy shit. Yeah. And I thought Gabe Davis was going to be a trump card because there were some people who had Gabe Davis in the second chance had uh burrow and stafford and those types but because cup and higgins were so huge with the one and a half points they scored 59.8 and 52 
in wow. the in the Super Bowl. They must have just been so much better than those quarterbacks that uh yeah, those guys banked for for the people that had them. Pretty exciting finish, I think, for anyone who was actually tracking it. I was not as, as closely as I should have been. Yeah, Very drunk on the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, and it, it's just interesting how those dynamics shake out because when you, yeah, when you think about it, because Mahomes played awful um, in the conference championship, and then what? It was right. Garoppolo and Stafford, and like you just didn't have any elite quarterbacks really scoring, you know, through those those final two rounds. Yeah, there's a Burrow Cup. Gabe Davis that finished like 31st. So some of the, I mean, like, yeah, quite a ways back, about uh, 30 points back. So it's just the way that the puzzle pieces went together. Yeah. And man, you know, looking back in hindsight and, you know, thinking through good chalk, bad chalk, uh, I mean, Cooper Cup, like just an absolute impossible fate. I mean, almost in any circumstance, like even if they go one and done in that game like he's still putting up such a massive score well and they, in the first game he did obviously they won but uh i think he was outscored in the first game by odell beckham wasn't he oh was he i think he they, was who did they in, play in the now i'm forgetting game. oh you're right you're right so it could have happened against you know. the Cowboys. oh the cardinals game yeah, yeah the cardinals yeah i think in the cardinals game he was outscored they lost they didn't lose the game but you know, and maybe, but I don't know. I mean, it's certainly possible. Although the fact that they won the Super Bowl, it's like it's the type of thing where you need it to be one and done. The fact that they won the Super Bowl, obviously, in retrospect, yeah, that was a great that example. Was less of, likely that you know than we thought. Right, that was a great example of something we talked about a lot during the builds. Was that how does this team make a run? And for the Rams, it was obviously the Cooper Cup has some tough. huge games, and and that's that's what we saw. Yeah. Yep. Um, let us know too what you guys have been, uh, you know, enjoying as far as uh, what we do on the show. Uh, I know uh, FFPC has been happy to put up some of those never too early best ball drafts for us on Wednesdays at nine thirty, the scheduled ones. So if we have more interest in that, we can uh, we can run those back. Underdog obviously always has contest up, but uh, definitely open uh, to ideas. But it just seems like everyone loves to draft. Uh, we like to draft. People like it when we draft. So I guess we'll just keep drafting. <laughs> I'm good with that. Um, sweet. Well, uh, we'll we'll have some follow-up news. Uh, ben Will has your email for Omni Fantasy. I'm going to connect with the, uh, the VIPs in the Discord about some of those leagues. But Ben, any other final housekeeping things with Omni? No, I mean, just get signed up in the next couple of days. Um, if you see anybody in the Discord or anything that seems to not know what they're talking about, explain it to them or tag me or something so we can make sure people that want to be in can get in. Looks like we finished the show here with 29 people signed up. So like I said, last year, I think we had 33 ship chasers in and us three to make the 36. Seems likely that we'll go past that this year. Um, so we'll just see what happens over the next couple of days and maybe start on Friday-ish. The other element of, of it is it is kind of a old school uh, site in terms of drafting. And so you don't, you don't have notifications. So we got to stay on top of that as well. You got to kind of um, be willing to be a little bit aware of, of the draft while you're doing it. And, and people can kind of ping as well. That's why we were doing the Twitter threads of the, we're talking about potentially right, setting right. up some stuff on discord. So those will be some, 
some helpful things, but uh, it's fun. It's definitely fun. I mean, it's one of those things where it's a little overwhelming when you first look at it. It's even overwhelming for me in a new year uh, when I did my first draft. I'm like, dude, I don't even want to get into this. But I waited until the draft kind of started and then you start to just sort of do your research the first couple rounds. But by the time you're done with like your second pick, you're already like, these are the things I was considering in the first couple rounds. This is where I want to go in these rounds. This is what I'm definitely going to be waiting on these sports. Um, you get kind of an idea of what sports you want to target in, in what areas in the mid rounds and the late rounds. Uh, and again, I had exactly the same experience where I just started researching during the draft. And that's actually like very fun. It's fun. You yeah, gotta, it's the, the clock is on. You're like, all right, I gotta, gotta figure out who I'm taking here, you know? Yeah. And then uh, that research is that I, I actually think the research is kind of just as fun as like, I, I'm not gonna, I didn't watch any, any MLS this year. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't always create the situation where you're watching the sport, but just doing the research can, can be kind of fun and get you like, get at least get your toes in on a new sport. Yeah. Um, looking forward to that. We will, we'll be in touch. Uh, thank you guys as usual for watching, keep drafting sky more, keep drafting the man whose last name Alcaraz that I'm Al- Alcaraz. <laughs> I, I keep saying it Alcatraz just without the T I think is how it is. Uh, we must escape from Alcaraz, uh, in our drafts. Uh, we will catch you guys around you can find with it. Alcaraz. That's true. That's true. My pun game has slipped since snip chasing. Um, thank you guys. We appreciate you. We are here every Wednesday night at 9 15 PM Eastern. You can check us out on Twitter at ship chasing. We'll catch you next time.